Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, it's almost time, dear listener, to say goodbye to, I think, what could be known as a fucking roller coaster of a year. And we'll say goodbye to that and say hello to... I mean, much of the same, really. (laughs) Oh, fuck it. It's New Year's Eve. It's after the tone. I mean, at least we've got each other, haven't we? (laughs) Episode 18! After the tone, after the tone, leave your message Lovely. All right, no beds, it's New Year's Eve. Oh, God, look at that. In a matter of hours, we'll be leaving that 2020 behind and entering 2021. And I mean, I don't know about you, but usually this is quite an optimistic time of year for me. But this year, (laughs) I mean, I'd be very happy to sleep January off. I guess I think it's the grief and perhaps the anticipation (laughs) about, like, what the start of a year without optimism is going to be like. Do you know what I mean? And I suspect that is a feeling that's shared probably by many of you. So, you know, we thought we'd bring you a little bit of a giggle, maybe a little bit of a cry, but importantly, just bring us all together on this landmark occasion. If you're new around these parts, welcome to After The Tone. It's a podcast, a community, a knees up of voice notes left for me and my mate Debbie. I'm Scotty, your host, and her touching the buttons, as I've just mentioned. It's the wonderful producer, producer Deb, to give her a full title. Um, firstly, I just want to thank you so much for those who got round to supporting our Patreon, because honestly, me and Debbie really, really appreciate it, because of course, without your help, we won't be able to stay on air, trigger warning, particularly in these times. And do you know what? We've had some lovely chats over there and I expanded on one of the calls from last week. I, I think I'm going to rename all our friends over there the backstage crew because it feels like we're having a little bit of backstage chatter. So you know if you want to join in on the backstage crew uh, patreon.com forward slash after the tone. Anyway onward with business. Now uh, when I was a kid I would love nothing better 
than New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve was very big in my family, much bigger than a lot of other celebrations. And I was always put in charge of it. So, of course, big old Camp Nelly child me of eight years old being like, I'm going to make balloon nets from bits of string. <laughs> I mean, how they didn't know. I mean, they just did. They just sort of waited for me to catch up. And I'd enforce hat wearing. Oh, my God. And we'd all have to do Sweet Caroline because why not? Oh, my God. Do you know what? As a child, I absolutely adored a party. I loved a to-do. So, hopefully, tonight, I'm hoping to bring you, you know, that little bit of joy via the medium of the After the Tone mailbag. As ever, if there's something that you want to get off your chest, if you want to get involved, something that you want to share with the room, you know all it takes is a bit of a click and a swipe. You can WhatsApp us. Easy for you to say after a couple of bellinis. Oh, no, that's um, something you eat. Anyway... You can WhatsApp us your voice note to this number. 0788-200-3420. And I tell you what, I'm very much interested to hear you lot that are listening across Ireland, Australia, Germany and the US because we see you listening in the stats, everybody. Uh, So do come and join the party. Take us somewhere interesting. We haven't been somewhere lovely in ages. Also, I'm really up for a bit of diversification, big word, diversification of calls, please. So I just want to put it out there that you don't have to call and talk. You know, you might want to call up and do a bit of singing, instrument playing, You might want to leave one of those dirty messages that you used to get when you were a child. Someone heavy breathing down the phone. I mean, I'm not afraid of the avant-garde, as you know. So do, you know, feel free to call up the burner phone and get your filth on. Right, Debbie, let's load up the mailbox. Let's see if we've got this week, please. Hi, Scotty. I am a long-time listener here and first-time caller from the lovely land of West Yorkshire. And I thought... It's about time somebody represented Yorkshire for you. So here I am. Absolutely love the podcast. It feels like such a lovely community of loads of different personalities and it just keeps me going. So please don't ever stop. I've got a bit of gossip for you that's happened this week with my family. Um, We have a big WhatsApp chat for like all my family and that literally means like aunties, uncles, cousins, second cousins, like everybody and the mothers in it. And uh, basically the other day my cousin put in it that her and her fiancé have decided to break up and that it's all very sad because they've got two kids together so they're staying together during Christmas not so that they don't spoil it and that in January they're going to tell the kids and break up so everyone was very sad on the whatsapp and then literally a couple of hours later one of our second cousins and he's 20 so i don't really understand why he's done it but he then posted that he'd got engaged to his girlfriend and then everyone was like hooray oh that's lovely news we're really happy for you it was just a very weird day on the chat we went from one extreme to the other uh, it's not really gossip but it's a bit of family drama nonetheless and yeah i just found it a bit odd that he just put an absolute downer on <laughs> this woman having a midlife crisis and breaking up from a fiance and he's like full of the flush of youth i don't know i think he should be in uh, 
the Stone Roses bar. I don't know if you have them where you're from, but up here it's a proper dirty night out. And I feel like at 20, you should just be getting absolutely off your tits on some random drugs that people have given you in there and just hashing it out to like Oasis and all the old school indie music that people think's really hipster. But yeah, that's my uh, story. Bye! <laughs> well, there is a lot to unpack there, I think we'll say, dear caller. Now, first time caller badge goes to you, and what a first time call that was. I think you've just, I was going to say improved the bar, but uh, high, made the bar high. I think you've done something with the bar. Well done. Now, I do want to start off by saying it is lovely that so many of you all love the podcast, but please, will someone call up and say they fucking hate it? <laughs> week in, week out, me and Debbie have to sit here with our heads getting bigger. <laughs> love the podcast list, love the podcast that. Oh, would you all fucking grow up? It's just a podcast. <laughs> anyway, on to business, please. Love a bit of gossip, love a bit of scandal. Now, I just want to pull out a few things, potentially, that you might want to pass on to these parents, that they're staying together for Christmas because they think (laughs) the kids will be happier to know that their parents are divorcing in January. I think they've done that the wrong way round, okay? Because January is the most depressing month of the year, particularly around this time. So I would, you know, hey kids, here's your new scale electrics or whatever children have nowadays, and mummy and daddy hate each other. <laughs> I think that would soften the blow more than children, you've got to go back to school. There is another pandemic. There are 45 new strains. Nana's just died and we're breaking up. But, you know, who am I? Not a parent, evidently. And <laughs> isn't that great? Because my children would be all in therapy. Now, I very much take the side of your (laughs) second cousin who was like, and by the way, I've just got engaged. Because do you know what? Very unthoughtful for these people to be breaking up when Christmas is the time for heteronormative people to declare each other's love for each other and claim ownership. You know, we all know that very famous, well-known Christmas song, she is now mine, put a ring on your finger, take my name, you belong to me. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Oh, she's on one today. Now, random drugs. Do you remember the days of finding bags of drugs on the floor in a nightclub and thinking, in for a penny, in for a pound? But I tell you what, oh, you'd never dance to Oasis on a bit of cat. Oh, it would be far too mopey. I think, you know, there's a romanticism about looking back at Oasis which I just don't think was present if you were there at the time. I think it was all haircuts and those um, funny Adidas zipper jackets that you didn't want to wear on bonfire night and kind of warm red stripe, wasn't it? Whereas now the children, oh, they're wearing mullets listening to Oasis. They don't know they're born. Hi, Scotty. Hi, Deb. It's Pip speaking. Um, Merry Christmas to you both. I am phoning to tell you about my shitty Christmas. So, you know, hopefully everyone that hears this story will think that their Christmas this year isn't as shit as the one I had 10 years ago. I was working for um, a theatre in Germany and I was in a small town near Frankfurt for six months. And one of my main jobs was jumping into the river in this promenade performance of Moby Dick, where I played the whale. 
I'd booked to leave on Christmas Eve and it was a really early flight, six o'clock in the morning from Frankfurt. I woke up really early for some reason at about three o'clock. I decided to go down to the train station to jump on the train, but realised as soon as the train pulled away that I was going in the wrong direction, six miles in the wrong direction, at about, you know, 3.30 in the morning. So there was no chance of getting a cab or anything like that. So I walked back, waist-high snow, managed to catch the right train, managed to get to the UK. I've been up for hours, I've not eaten. My sister had moved to Sussex, East Sussex, got into her house, opened the fridge, was absolutely starving, and I found this beautiful Christmas salmon mousse from Marks and Spencers in the fridge, and I thought, mmm, delicious, spread it on some toast, thought nothing more of it. But I woke up, and what can only describe as jets of neon orange excrement were pouring out of my arse and out of my mouth. I ran to the bathroom, I had to take all my clothes off, I was naked and just projectile vomiting and shitting, you know, I never thought it was going to stop. And so that was my Christmas morning, basically thinking that I was going to die there in that bathroom, naked and covered in this neon orange, like a human fountain. I think by Boxing Day, I'd managed to sort of crawl back into bed. Uh, my sister was going through a, a divorce at the time, so ever so often she'd pull me downstairs to watch Downton Abbey and sort of break the tension between her and her soon-to-be ex-husband. It turns out that the salmon moose had been there for a month, but nobody thought to mention it. So yes, that's my cautionary tale as well. Just check the expiry date. Lots of love to you both. Merry Christmas to all. Bye. <laughs> now, you know me. You know me. I love a poo story. And what a poo story that was. Although, I do just want to say, lovely Pip, thank you for calling are you sure it wasn't an exorcism? Because if it was coming out of both ways, I know that's the Catholic in me, it's Christmas time, you know, maybe that was the second coming. Maybe we've missed it. Just putting that out there. Now, what I really loved about that story was the amount of detail that you had in there, Pip. It's a bit like when my mum tells a story, she goes all around the houses and you find out more about somebody's sister than you do actually what came out of your arsehole. <laughs> So your sister lived in East Sussex. She was getting divorced. <laughs> Do you know what? I just love that. I love it when we go off on a tangent. More of that behaviour, please. Questions I have is how do you moose a salmon? I know that's very working class of me, but how do you moose a salmon? This is the first Christmas in about four years that I haven't been travelling around Europe on a train. Because I didn't go to university, because I think to travel around Europe on a train evidently the gateway drug to that is going to university. I've sort of been doing that in my 30s. <laughs> so every Christmas I buy one of those, um, oh, what are they called? Train tickets, essentially. You know, those ones where you can sort of just like jump on any train. And I found myself in some wonderful places at Christmas Day, having Palestinian food in Stockholm or having a Guinness in an Irish pub in Innsbruck. Very cultured. So I, I can relate to you there, Pip, about getting on the wrong train on Christmas. But particularly because there's absolutely no one around on Christmas Day, even if the country isn't a major Christmas Day fan, because lots of people in Europe do the 24th, don't they? Look at this. It's an educational podcast at the same time, everybody. 
Hi, Scotty. Producer Deb. Oh my God, so excited to tell you and update you that since my last call about father-in-law with a boiled egg, we have thankfully moved into our new house and absolutely love it. So great to have our own space. It was nine very long weeks and uh, probably I don't think I'd realised until I went to my therapy session and spoke to um, her about how things were that that energy, that anger was really affecting me, you know. So, yeah, we're in the new house, we've got the tree up, we're fully unpacked. I love a bit of organising and tidying, so I've had a great time the past week. And since all the kind of angry boiled egg issues, you know, things are pretty calm here. I've got to go get a knob for the oven, because it broke off from the old owners. And um, I hope you're settling into your new place in Manchester now. And yeah, like, basically, I wanted to update you on a little nan story, and I don't know about whether other people have this, where they had like a posh nan and a, a common nan. But our common nan, she um, she was always a bit loopy her whole life, definitely towards the end. And she would always insist on using the back door when she came round to the house. She'd always have to have a cup of tea when she came round. And one time she went to do a usual thing of making a cup of tea. And then she made a little noise and we all came in the kitchen to see what was going on. And she's like, what's wrong with your water? Your water's all cloudy. And it turns out she'd put milk in the kettle and boiled it, popped that in the teapot. So <laughs> we had to sort that out. Lots of stories like that with common nan. And then um, posh nan sadly passed away at the start of this year, luckily before COVID set in. She was 96 and she was a little trooper. So yeah, thought I'd let you know that. Love you, love the podcast. Bye. Well, I'm very glad to get an update call. It's always nice to continue the conversation. So, dear listeners, if you recall, this person was living with father-in-law who used to throw the eggs around. <sighs> Arca, uh, throwing eggs around, do you know what I mean? Masculine is wild, isn't it? Well, I'm glad you got your new place. Oh, it's my favourite part of a new place is that sort of unpacking and deciding like where everything's going to go before life catches up with you. I'm still living in a sort of Airbnb thing in Manchester until I can find somewhere more permanent to live. But it's it's lovely. I'm not complaining. Someone comes in once a week and chose my sheets. Do you know what I mean? So... I might just stay. No, I won't. It's far too expensive. I could never afford to live here. Now, do I have a common nan and a posh nan? Of course I fucking don't. (laughs) Listen to the sound of me. (laughs) Oh, yes, actually, one side of me is actually a bit posher. I just keep that a bit more quiet. No, yeah, no, just both common. One Cockney, one Irish. So very different ways of being. My Cockney nan's like me adopted nan. And she would just sit there drinking. <laughs> she had a dog called Max. <laughs> Hello, Max. She was very much like that. She was a pub landlady who had a beehive. I mean, I only got to know her for a few years. But I tell you what, she was an archetypal... Like, you think, you deserve to be in a sitcom, really. Now, about Common Nan putting milk in the kettle, I tell you what, I've done Stranger Things, to be fair. It probably weren't because she was going to do Lally. I mean, we all have our days, don't we? We all do have our days. Sometimes, you know, I have been known to put tea bag on top of the kettle. <sighs> These things happen, don't they, when you're just being absent-minded. But I'm glad your nan used to insist using the back door because it's, um, well, it's a mantra that I live by as well. <laughs> hello, Scotty. Hello, producer Debs. I hope you're both very, very well. What a year. Just one fucking thing after another, in it. Most recently, my flat's got mice. 
and my landlord's being exceptionally useless about it and accusing it of being our fault when it's not really our problem, their building's in disrepair, but I started hysterically crying on the phone to the letting agent this morning because I just can't handle hanging around the creepy little things. And that really freaked them out, so they've agreed to pay for emergency pest control. So as a result, hoping to leave the mice behind in 2021. And as for aspirations, I've got a little secret, so... I do poetry stuff sometimes, and I've always found it like a difficult, inaccessible environment. I never feel quite good enough to be in the room. But I just have this little burning desire to start my own online zine and get, like, particularly like the working class queers who feel like I feel, just to get us together and get us making a bit of noise together. But I don't even feel qualified to do that. I don't know anything about editing or graphic design or whatever. So it's a dream. It's a goal. And we'll see how it goes in the new year. I hope you have an all right rest of the year. Good luck. God bless. Bye bye. Oh, hello, lovely person. I think you might be a first time caller. You should have mentioned that because I would have given you a badge. Yeah, what a year indeed. Oh, tell us about it. I mean, that that should be, whatever that is in Latin, should be the motto of what last year was. Really like that you're calling when you've got a wash on. Can relate. Crying as a device to get through life and get things, I wholeheartedly agree with, actually, because I think it's an outlease for you and it places guilt with somebody else. So (laughs) take from that what you will. Well done. You've accomplished the thing that you wanted to. Now, getting working class queers together to do this thing, gorgeous. I mean, notoriously, I don't like poetry. So what I'm about to tell you, let's just pretend I haven't said, but do not wait for permission. Far too many of us commoners, let alone us common queers, are always waiting for permission to be allowed in, to be given space, to be said, oh, yes, you can. Fucking take it. Who cares if you can't do fucking graphic design? Do you think any of the punks in the 70s that were making their zines out of bits of fucking newspaper were like, I don't know actually how to do letter typing. Cut it out, stick it down with a bit of print stick, photocopy it. Do you know what I mean? It's the intent, it's the politic behind it, and then it's what you create. I tell you what, that's how I did most things. And then other people that were better at those jobs came along and they were like, do you want some help with lighting? <laughs> do you want some help with graphic design? And then you find your people that way. So my encouragement for you into 2021, lovely person, is to don't wait for permission. Grab the ball by the horns, cry at it, and um, get some print stick ordered. Hi Scotty, Kara here. I hope everyone's enjoyed and survived the season. We had a EastEnders Christmas special here in true form. I would like to read a text message that I received from my sister-in-law on Christmas Eve at about half past one in the morning. She's my sister-in-law, bearing in mind a little backstory. I haven't spoke to her all year. We have no relationship at all, really. I haven't seen her for a year, I'm sure. She was married to one of my brothers, obviously, my elder brothers. And he does pop in once in a while to see mum. And I received this um, text message. I have changed the names to protect the innocent. And it starts like this. Hi, Robert. Sorry to get in touch so late. But can I ask why mum has brought gifts for Bruce, brother, and his family? It's just that Graham came home tonight after dropping presents for mum and you and said that mum had a bag for Bruce, but not us. What's going on? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Me. 
Wow, I think that would be because your family's bag is still here. I have no idea what mum's brought you. Let's call her Kay. Did all the wrapping and shopping with my mum. It is possible that Kay has been confused and placed your bag in her room with the rest of the presents that we were going to bring out on Christmas Day. I have made homemade gifts as I always do. I have also wrapped up quite a few things that say Cam and M, which is Bruce's kids, had left around this house as I thought this might be quite a humorous way to make them take them home. A set of cards where I believe mum has put money in is also made up for everyone. And once again, I was not involved in this process. So I couldn't tell you who gets what and how much is in what cards. Happy Christmas. Amanda. Oh, really? It's just not pleasant for Graham to come down today and drop presents off and be told there's a bag of presents and cards for Bruce and not us. I just don't understand why he is treated so differently. I'm sorry to vent, but I just don't understand why. Question mark, question mark, kiss. Me. Amanda, the woman is 91 with onset dementia. She doesn't even know what day it is. She thought it was Christmas three days ago, and I've been stopping her from opening sending presents for the last three to four days. And this, this isn't pleasant, Amanda. On Christmas Eve 2020, really? Kiss, kiss. Amanda, really Robert, apostrophe, 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 this has been unpleasant for a long time, please don't give me it's Christmas Eve, Graham doesn't even know I've been in touch, duh, 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 duh. really Robert, duh, 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 duh. I actually thought we could talk about this sensibly and just chat, obviously not, how do you think he feels, me, oh imagine how I feel, Pushing my mum's piles back up her arse and clearing her shit up every morning. End. Didn't hear anything back. The next thing was people collecting their presents Christmas Day. Her daughter, who is 22, came around and shouted at me down the stairs that I'm rude to her parents and that my attitude stinks and you have ruined Christmas. Please discuss love your opinions on this i obviously had to feast heavily on christmas day on that wisdom courage and compassion plate and i was trying to pour the gratitude but it went through the fucking window big love big kiss stay strong stay true what else can we do but stay fucking walking talking you pios everyone involved in this story is over 25 all children involved are over 25. All adults involved are over the age of 50. The lady in question is nearly 60, I believe. <laughs> well, I have to start off by saying it's always gorgeous to have the carer in the room. It's like having that sort of warm, friendly daddy vibe in. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, right, here we go. Here's a thing. So I just want to acknowledge how much we love having you here. Now, I think there was sometimes too much of this seeing stories from both sides bullshit. Because, do you know what? Amanda's just a dick. She's a fucking dick. And do you know what? I reckon those text messages, from the time they were sent, I reckon they're about after 
maybe six or seven Baileys, and she's thought, I'm not fucking having this from him. Fuck her. She's a dick. That's all we really need to say, isn't it? It's like, families can be such pricks and, and not in a good way. Do you know what I mean? That whole gift-giving political bullshit, I'm so glad I just don't do it because it just brings up conversations like this. That is utter greed and it's being veiled as like, I'm looking out for my family. No, you're not, you dick. You're just wondering where your cash is so you can buy another fucking bottle of Bailey's. So, I don't want to give it too much airtime, not because we don't love you, the carer, but because I just think good riddance to bad rubbish. Do you know what I mean? Some people, there is just going to be no talking to them. There is never going to be an answer that makes sense or softens the pain or the grief or the annoyance that we're going through. And I imagine there are loads of people who are listening to this, who, you know, like, consider you that big brother attitude, that energy that sort of comes in every week, that tells us the truth, that pours out the heart, who is fucking fuming on your behalf today. So, I tell you what, fuck Amanda, fuck her Baileys, fuck her 21-year-old cunt shouting up the stairs at you, fuck the brother, fuck the presents, fuck them all, girl. All right? <laughs> Happy New Year, sweetheart. Hi, Scotty. It's Providenza reporting from Los Angeles. I was calling because you asked what we were looking forward to in the new year. And I was thinking about, you know, of course, we've all been like home so much. So there's been a lot of self-introspection going on. You know, I feel like even if you're a little bit of a dingus, you've probably had like an epiphany or two. I feel like it's kind of inescapable. And I think what I'm looking forward to is, is that like I've allowed myself like a lot of space to, you know, learn about myself and sink into myself and, you know, and I think a lot of times like we're always talking about like, you know, we have to do this internal work and we have to be self-aware and we have to look at ourselves. But then a lot of times we don't get to have the joy of like the other side because like that self-introspection comes with like discovery and hopefully that discovery like moves you into what you need for like the next you know moments of your life and since there's been so much time to think about stuff I want to put just as much energy into enjoying what I've learned and embodying what I've learned so I feel like what I'm looking forward to is that I feel like I'm just like more in my like body I feel like a bit slinkier I feel more honest. I feel, I don't know, like there's like a little bit of heat coming from me. And I just feel like I'm kind of like ready to take up that space and embody that and like enjoy the fruits of all this like time we spend trying to, you know, fix ourselves or get to the next like iteration of ourselves. And I I really want to offer to myself and honestly everybody else to like enjoy and embody what we've all like been working to get to, which is like a little bit more freedom for ourselves, a little bit more honesty, a little bit more vulnerability. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. So, um, hi to everybody at the bar tonight. It's been lovely. I'll see you here in the new year. 
from Adanza. Oh, it's always lovely to have our LA reporter reporting from LA. And always such a lovely tone to their voice. Always, always, always. It's lovely to have the regulars. We do love the first time callers, but to have people who like to pop in is always a joy. When you were talking there, I was thinking about my uh, yoga teacher. Oh yeah, I have a yoga teacher. I mean, so do about 300,000 other people have the same yoga teacher as me. It's someone called Jasmine Stanley. And Jasmine will often say things during sessions, which will relate to more than just what's happening with my body at the time, which is stop making about you, which I really loved. So when you were talking there about like, you know, enjoying the ride and kind of like stepping out of doing the work, as I believe the children call it. I often think about Jasmine, I often think about like, stop making this about me, just exist. I think maybe 2020 could be characterised as like the major culture clash or anxiety that I think a lot of people have experienced was the fact that lots of people were faced with having to do the work. (laughs) Now, those of us who have been doing the work and living with mental health presentations, I mean, we have been preparing for this moment for a very long time. So in some ways, I feel like 2020 was quite kind to me because I was like, I've planned for the end of the world. (laughs) I know what to do. (laughs) So uh, yeah, I'm going to take something from that actually and throw us into 2021. I love that idea that uh, perhaps we could enjoy the ride a bit more and be a bit more slinky. Tell us how to be slinky, please, Providanza. That would be lovely to hear from you again. Oh, slinky vibes. Ooh, getting into it. And I think whilst we're fucking everybody, <laughs> that feels like a lovely time for a bit of a half-time breather. Always a bit of a moment where I like to turn to the interweb and a deep breath in and out, everyone. Well, this week, you lot have really outshone yourself, haven't you? Oh, yes. Those people at the BBC, never heard of them, BBC Sounds in particular, they put out a thing on the Instagram asking people what their favourite podcasts of 2020 were. And I think they were expecting to have lovely chats with people about their podcasts and essentially to sort of have a wank in a mirror about how brilliant the BBC was. Well, I tell you what, you lot all dived in and said it was after the tone. We just love that energy. So more of that action, please. Of course, if you'd like to join in the conversation, be sure to use hashtag after the tone pod, after the tone P-O-D, like the lovely Amanda did. Amanda got in touch with us on the Twitter vision and said, Hi, Scotty, loving the new episode, looking for something juicy. But I found this little song in a diary of eight-year-old me. I didn't become a songwriter to my dismay. As always, big fan of the show and a Merry Christmas to the Lush community. And it's attached here, childlike handwriting. So I can confirm it is from an eight-year-old. A song which is called Song Under the Sea. And I will recount it for you now. I won't sing it because it hasn't got any notes. uh, So I'll just say it. Underneath the sea, far away from the land... Shivering on my shivers, shivering on the deck. I'm just a nervous wreck. (laughs) And then it says, then repeat over again. Which I think, if there was a mantra for 2020, I think it's there. So thank you very much, Amber. Can relate. Remember, you can also find us on Patreon after the Tone podcast if you'd like to support the show, keep us on air and join the backstage crew. Right, okay, let's get on with it. Hi Scotty, hi Debbie, hi listeners. This is my second call in. There was um, a lovely caller who 
spoke about how they're struggling with loneliness at the moment and I just really, really, really want to let them know that I recognise everything they spoke about. It was like they were inside my head. Like reaching into those corners of those dark little beliefs that I don't let other people know about that I'm struggling with. I really feel everything you said and oh, just thank you so much for sharing and I'm so sorry that you're having such a crappy time with it. It's, it's really painful and... Uh, it it does get better though I have my ups and downs with it and you know given that I still only have a very small circle of friends here in London I'm not sure I should be the one giving advice but when I feel down about it this is what I need to hear to help me start feeling better so first off it it's not you I promise you it's not you there is nothing wrong with you I think you're probably a wonderful person and would be a wonderful friend and secondly, you need to know that you deserve the type of love and the type of friendship that you're craving and that you want in your life. You really do. And thirdly, that friendship will come to you. It just might take a different amount of time to what you thought. I promise you it will come to you. I think staying open, staying true to yourself, knowing what you want and what you need and not settling for anything less, which is a mistake that I've made, that will keep you on the right track and I promise things will get better and I'm sorry that doesn't change the current situation and you know alleviate the pain you're in but hopefully knowing at least these feelings are shared might help I really hope so thank you so much for sharing love to you bye now this loneliness chat has been now going on for almost a month, which I think if we just take stock about, like we have lots of fleeting conversations and themes that reemerge, but this one has been with us for a month now. And I think that tells us something about how much we all have felt it and how big that has felt for us. I want to just pick up on something that you said there about, should you be the person that gives advice? I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think this is a space where we're giving each other advice. I think what you were doing there and what other people have done when we respond to calls is we're doing the retweet, amen, I agree, hear, hear. It's us saying, oh my God, this is a shared experience and I hear it too. And so I wouldn't say like we're advice givers. Maybe you think differently about that. Also, in the same breath, you said, I don't know whether I should be the person giving that advice because you've got a small amount of friends, which I think is kind of interesting. Firstly, I want to say, don't disqualify yourself because um, you have shared a really lovely, well, a difficult experience, but offered somebody solace. And you've done that with a lot of generosity. But it says something about capitalism and friendship, doesn't it? About how we possibly equate and also social media how we equate those who have more friends or followers than us by being more successful at being a friend or we say it aloud and we realize how ludicrous it is and I say this as somebody who has got a fair whack of friends on a part of the corner of the internet but I always find it really bizarre when people send me a message be like oh you I know you're a really cool Instagram person with like loads of friends and I'm like I'm weird fat weirdo who like other people have also gone oh you're a fat weirdo too aren't you and I think that's all we're here doing isn't it anyway I'm sort of going off on a tangent but I guess I just wanted to kind of mark the fact that let's not measure 
our worth against the amount of friends we have. And let's not measure our right to be able to offer solace to other people determined by how many people are in your friendship circle. This act of people calling up week by week, touched by that call, who want to offer other experiences of loneliness, I'm finding the most beautiful act. And it's teaching me a lot about loneliness and um, how to sit with my own loneliness. So, yeah, I hope this conversation continues. Hiya, Scotty, love. It's that JRF here. Hiya, hello. How are you? Any road. Hiya, producer Debbie. Hiya, the carer. Loved your Queen's speech. Hiya to Harry and Liam. <laughs> Number one, that JRF fans from After the Tone. Yeah, I was ringing in to say what a lovely episode that Christmas Eve one was. Dead nice. I'm actually ringing you at five past one on Christmas morning, staying up to see if Santa arrives. And if so, I'm going to kill him for being a home invader. Uh, not really. I haven't got a violent bone in my body. But anyway, I will ring in because I wanted to respond to the caller who talked about the shagging neighbours. Um, I used to live with a lesbian couple uh, many, many moons ago. And, um, oh, they went on. And the walls were paper thin. It was like a geisha's house. It was shocking. And I actually couldn't sleep <laughs> because of the noise they made. And I kid you not, it was like whale song. It was. It was <sighs> for hours. For fucking hours. Bless me. So I used to actually sleep in the sitting room, which was two rooms away from their bedroom, with the telly on, just to get some sleep on the sofa. I never had the heart to say to them, do you want to keep the noise down? And then on another occasion, I was the guilty party. This was a different house. (laughs) There was a load of banging on the wall, and it was my neighbour who was there going, can you two keep it down in there? And it was just me by myself, having a little go on myself. (laughs) And do you know what? I didn't realise up until that point how verbal I was. No one had ever told me. I was shamed by my neighbour for being quite noisy while I was having a little tug on myself. So yeah, there you go. (laughs) Any road... Let's hope 2021's better, eh? Here's hoping. Big love to you all. And love and light. God bless, sweetheart. Okay. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) The (laughs) girl. Every time. Every time she pops up, you're like, oh, here we go. It's going to be a one. She's a one, that one, isn't she? JRF, everybody. So, yes, Shagging and the Neighbours, if you listen to last week's call, you will understand that we have a caller from Doncaster, I believe, who was trying to work out what to do with some very noisy, shaggy neighbours, whether to give them a high five or to go round with an ASBO. Or both. <laughs> now, JRF, very verbal. And I really love the fact that you were the guilty party. I can't imagine you'd be guilty of anything, dear. Having a word with yourself, as my mother would say. <laughs> I'm not afraid of a bit of 
pitter-patter chatter during the throws. I just think open communication at all times is a good thing. I have a very lovely friend called Felix who many moons ago taught me about the pre-brief Oh, yeah. So this is, particularly if you're having kind of relations with people who have different relationships with their bodies, that you just sort of like have a little check in about like what things are called and what language is appropriate and um, what people's boundaries are. And I tell you what, it's a great thing to do. I also think post chat of how was that for you? I think, you know, and call me an artist, but I think an evaluation form may be going a bit too far. But... On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate this experience? I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. There is somebody around... No, I shouldn't say that. Actually, I'm not going to say that. So, uh, <laughs> look at me. That's the first time I think I've self-censored. God, we're growing. And that is almost it for another episode of After the Tone, the last of 2020. And what a fantastic few months it's been. Thank you so much for all of the callers today. Remember, you can keep in touch with us on the Instagrams, the Twitter visions and the Facebooks if you're over the age of 60. (laughs) No shade. It's just, you know, it seems to be a space now more for our elders, which, you know, can relate. Hashtag After the Tone P-O-D, After the Tone Pod. We'd love to hear your feedback. Remember, do leave us a little review or press the follow or subscribe button if you listen on a platform that allows it and join us over on the patreon patreon.com forward slash after the tone if you want to keep the chat going now apparently there is another call that's waiting for me um oh and there's another little message here from debbie which says sorry scotty this podcast is no longer presented by you what Hi, Scotty. It's Stephen from Montreal, Montreal, calling to wish you a very, very beautiful 2021. A much fucking better year than 2020. Let's fucking hope so. I had a monstrous Christmas. My cat died. My beautiful, the Duchess Alice died just prior to Christmas. And it was just, just terrible. She was just a magical, magical cat. We would often have conversations back and forth, and she was a diva. I miss her terribly. I miss her terribly. And, and it was awful. Like, just the past nine months of, of grief over lots of loss, it just seemed to pour out with the loss of Alice. And, and I just couldn't, I couldn't put the finger in the dike of grief, if you like. Um, but I'm doing better. I'm doing better and I'm looking forward. I'm looking queerly forward to 2021 and uh, all the things that it could possibly offer or not. I'm not getting my hopes up too high. Uh, not yet. Yeah. Plus, I, I, um, I got a strange request from someone. Um, I think their name is JRF. But maybe they didn't make the request. It just came maybe through their agent or something to do an after-the-tone remix so i did maybe they're after your job i'm looking forward you know predicting 2021 that maybe uh someone's after your job scotty but you know working on this remix it it became very dark very 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 dark i could suspect that this was actually nostradamus or or some other evil presence you'll hear you'll hear I, i i would just watch your back watch your back that's my prediction for you scotty 2021 
Watch your back. Oh, oh, oh. I just share that with the group. To look five years younger. In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.